it's a feel-good movie. It's not a summer blockbuster with a bunch of explosions and gunfire. It's a movie that it's designed to move people emotionally, um, something that drivers can enjoy, but also the general public. It's Sam's journey home. Uh, he's been driving for 40 years, and it's time to hang up the keys and put the cowboy hat to hang the hat up for the final time, park the truck and uh, see what the next you know chapter in life has to offer. And it's his journey. Now Lansing, Michigan-based operator Toby Bogard is on a mission. That mission is multi-fold, as you hear in today's podcast, where we catch back up with the driver now hauling for Heartland Express after about a year and a half away from the road. I'm Todd Dills, your host for this Overdrive Radio edition for November 18th, 2022, and Bogard's voice you heard at the top summarizing one story that's at the heart of the man's mission, with this end result in mind. For the general public to see that truck drivers aren't necessarily what they think our image is. The project, a feel-good movie narrative not exactly in its infancy and about the life and times of a trucker framed by his last ride home, it isn't Bogart's first foray toward that goal. Regular Overdrive readers may have caught a mention earlier in the week to his semi-aware book, designed for teens setting out to get their driver's license for the first time and all about education and appreciation for the work trucking does, and even more specifically, just how to maneuver around tractor trailers on the road. More emphasis on which I'm sure most would agree, sorely needed in driver's ed programs around the nation. Right now, I'm just uh, trying to build interest and, and get people, make gotcha. people aware that this project exists right. and, and see where it leads. It had been quite a time since I'd spoken to Bogart, and a whole lot had happened to him in the interim, including a move north from his former home in East Tennessee, the tragic passing of a loved one, and a big reevaluation of goals during his time off the road caring for two young daughters. I told my fiance, I said, if I go back, I'm going to go back and finish what I started. We'll hear all about Bogard's eventful return to the world of trucking after this quick break for a word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. With winter fast approaching, it's time to prepare yourself for the conditions that lie ahead. By adding Howe's Diesel Treat at every fill-up, you can prevent your diesel fuel from gelling in even the coldest temperatures. While it safely removes water, adds lubricity, and prevents deposits, the nation's number one anti-gel will help protect your engine and provide you with the added power you crave. Backed by the only no-toe guarantee, How's Diesel Treat will keep you rolling no matter what weather comes your way. Learn more at howsproducts.com. How's tested, trusted, guaranteed. That's How's, H-O-W-E-S, howsproducts.com. And if you'd like to try How's Diesel Treat anti-gel formula or its gelling rescue lifeline treatment, dial the Overdrive Radio podcast line and leave us a message via 615-852-8530 and we'll send you a prize pack. We'll be back in touch for your shipping information. That's 615-852-8530. Here's Toby Bogard setting things up. Well, um, I drove for 13 years for CFI. I got about a million and a half miles with them. And due to some family issues, I had to shift companies, which is not something I really wanted to do. Um, 
I wound up driving for a company out of Nashville, Tennessee, dedicated so I could be home every weekend because I have two little girls. Right. And things at home for them weren't exactly the best. So me being home more often was an absolute necessity. Well, fast forward to 2020, I'm driving, dedicated, and one Saturday morning, I find their mother dead. Oh, no. She died of a massive overdose. It's something that she had been battling. Uh, addiction has been something she'd been battling for a very long time, and she finally lost the battle. And um, But it put me and my girls in a, a very unusual situation. They had a dad that was a long-haul truck driver, and fortunately, they were able to stay with their aunt for a while, but their aunt decided to, that she was going to move from ten, uh, the area in Tennessee where we lived. Right. And uh, so I came off the road to be a full-time stay-at-home dad in January of 2021 and <laughs> um, wound up with a major health scare. I had a cancer scare, lung cancer scare to be exact. Wow. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't lung cancer, um, so I'm good there. Their mom died right as COVID broke out in 2020. Right. And so the world was in turmoil. Everything was, you know, being flipped upside down. The industry itself was going crazy. Yeah. And just everything was inside out and upside down and people were going nuts. And uh, so I'm not really sure whether me being out of the industry for the 17 months I was out was a blessing or a curse. Um, I do know I didn't have to go through a lot of the stuff that the drivers did as far as the masks are concerned. And right, the, right you know the um customer issues and company issues so um but i got to spend 17 months doing my favorite thing in the world and that's be daddy so i'm not going to complain too much <laughs> fortunately for me in october of 2020 when my uh, little girl's aunt decided she was moving back to kentucky my fiance came to me at the time we were just dating and she's like look she's like the girls love me i love the girls why don't you move up here to Michigan? She lives in Lansing, Michigan. She says, why don't you move up here and, you know, see if we can get a fresh start. So that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, we moved up there. She worked full time and I stayed home and became Mr. Mom, man. Right, and, uh, right, I absolutely right. loved it. Absolutely loved it. I really did. And, you know, what, what brought you uh, back out, uh, out to the road? I understand you've, you've gotten work with the uh, Heartland Express. If, if my memory is right on that. Yes, sir. Uh, well, what happened was, is I got a phone call one day from a friend of mine. Um, her name is Heidi Hart. She's a runs probably one of the best third party recruiting companies in the industry, uh, Hart Driver Solutions. And she said um, she knew I was off. And she's like, what do you think about coming back? I said, well, you know, why? What's going on? And basically, you know, she was CFI had uh been bought and sold a couple of times i made it through both of the two of the sales the third one i wasn't present for right. and uh she's like well you know they're kind of trying to put some million miles back in the fleets and uh i was curious if how you felt about coming back and, I, and i'm paraphrasing and i, I talked with my fiance about it and talked with my girls about it. it was a family decision and i told my fiance i said if i go back i'm gonna go back and finish what i started she asked me what I meant. I said, look, I set out to change the industry in 2010. When my, my book came out and 
I was doing all the promotional stuff and the brand ambassador stuff, I had set out to change the industry for the better from the inside out to help drivers see companies different, companies see drivers different, but more importantly, for the general public to see that truck drivers aren't necessarily what they think our image is. And I told her, I said, I said, if I go back, I'm going back with that in mind. I'm going to change. I'm going to finish what I started. I'm going to change this industry. And she supported it 100%. And uh, I spoke with my friend Heidi and she asked me, you know, if how I felt about Heartland Express. And long story short, uh, I started with Heartland about three weeks ago. And honestly, I have to admit, man, they they have gone above and beyond what most trucking companies do as far as feeling comfortable with orientation orientation was very comfortable the people that i work with are awesome i mean literally this is a company that i think and feel that i could honestly drive another million miles for i'm i'm that comfortable here it feels that good this company has helped to reinvigorate me as a driver and help rekindle my enthusiasm for driving which is something that, you know, as you, you know, drivers kind of lose after a few years. I've been doing this when I officially retired on February 23rd, 2021, I had been driving 20 years in two days. And the last few years of that became a real job. You know what I mean? And I'd always told myself if it became a job, it was time to get out of it. And now I don't feel like that anymore. I feel great. You know, I look forward to, to what, the road has to offer every day. And sometimes it can be frustrating as you know, I mean, you've dealt with drivers for years, man, you know what we can be like and what this can be like for us. Yeah. So you got but, the, our, our, our initial attempts at conversation were, were interrupted by a, uh, uh, one of the, one of the, one of those frustrating markers. Uh, I think you ran into traffic jam. You couldn't get to I the did. stopping well, point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I did. That happens. That's routine out there, right? And that's uh, it makes it, it makes the it makes the world uh, frust- a road a frustrating place to be, among many other things. Yeah. You know what? I I have to admit, man. Um, I'm grateful to be back. I'm grateful to yeah. be. Uh, it's a very humbling experience coming back after all the time off, right. um, and to to work for a company that takes their drivers seriously, and they do here. I'm. You know, and this isn't a plug for them. It's just the truth, man. They have been super cool about everything I do and, you know, um, about me being me as a driver. And I, I literally, I have nothing to complain about. Most drivers can find something to complain about if they open their eyes in the morning, but driving here, I honestly have to admit, man, I'm really comfortable and I'm, and I look forward to it. It's not like, oh my God, I got to go back to the road tomorrow. No, I get my two days off every week and I'm ready to go when my time off is over. I hate leaving my girls. Well, yeah, of course, but I also know I'm going to be back in a few days and they know that too. And they've got a great support group at home, which really helps out a lot. Bogart noted he had new plans for two books he wrote in the past. One intended as a guide for those brand new to trucking. The other one I mentioned up at the top for young people new to driving, generally speaking. As noted, that one's called Semi-Aware. You'll hear him speak about both and what follows. We're working currently on a third edition release of my original book on the big road, which is for new drivers in the trucking it's industry. For new drivers, it's gonna, okay. Well, and uh, it, it's we're working on it. It's got additional content um, 
and it's gonna we're gonna have a new cover and it's going okay. digital so because it's been requested for digital and going along with what you mentioned uh semi-aware is the sequel to on the big road and it actually is for the general public uh, primarily for people that are like getting ready to go to get their driving li driver's license yeah it's designed specifically for them to help them be more aware of how to safely drive and operate their vehicles around us yeah yeah. So um, the, the, the thought came about because of them being so close together and what they how they work together of redoing the second one. So okay. we're going to once the first one is done, once we've got the, the, the final proof of the first one and the new cover, uh, we're going to release it. And then we're going to start working on the re the updated edition of semi-aware. So they're going to be pretty close to release, hopefully within probably 30 days or so of each other they're going to be released right. as totally totally standalone new editions and uh i really hope that uh it's it accomplishes at least in part what i'm what i set out to do um which is help drivers and help people and that uh, that semi-aware always struck me as a um a potentially good christmas present for uh for truckers in the audience to uh to send to their uh the, the sort of young people in their lives lives i guess you know i've actually got a copy here it's about time for me to give it to my daughter she just turned 14 but anyways Larry, she'll, yeah, I'm sorry. she'll be driving I'm, soon right yeah. my um my uh fiance has um her daughter just got her one well one her oldest daughter just got her driver's license she's and and love she rode the bus for so long and now she's got her driver's license she's like i don't know why i waited so long to get it uh, and actually, uh, we've got some new stuff for that because the goal with that book originally was to try to get into driving schools, Yeah, uh, you know, programs where high schools have driving programs. And so many schools no longer have driving programs. It's, it's now they're going to the private sector where you have private yeah. driving schools. And so that's that's what we'll start working on once we get that that one finished. So there's a lot going on with that. And. Then I've got the new project that just uh, that you wanted to talk to me about. We'll get yeah. to that whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I know it's a it's a it's a project that uh, I've been hearing about probably for. Actually, I went back and and looked that up. I think uh, uh, Mr. Greg Martin has been talking about this this Dispatch Me Home movie idea for about more than twelve or thirteen years. It seems like. Tell me about how you got involved in this. Yeah, just... I've known Greg for probably a decade and I've known about the project for that same amount of time, probably. Right. And when I came back, I told you, I came back with, a, with the idea of improving the industry from the inside out. And Greg and I talked and I'm not even sure, you know, how we reconnected. We've been friends, you know, for a very long time, but just something occurred. It's one of those things that, you know, the right place at the right time or the right, right. moment. And uh, I don't believe in coincidence, never have. And so we started talking about it and he asked me how I feel about being involved with the project. And I, I know that it's been a work in progress for a very long time. And I thought, all right, what can I do to help? And so the project is, Dispatch Me Home. It's about Sam Morris, Sam the Man, they call him. And it's a feel-good movie. It's not a summer blockbuster with a bunch of explosions and gunfire. It's a movie that 
it's designed to move people emotionally, um, something that drivers can enjoy, but also the general public. It's Sam's journey home. Uh, he's been driving for 40 years and it's time to hang up the keys and put the cowboy hat to hang the hat up for the final time, park the truck and, uh, see what the next you know chapter in life has to offer him. And it's his journey. And along the way, you know, you meet some of Sam's friends, Sam makes some new friends, um, shares some memories. And it's, it's just a real feel good movie. That's a great representation of how this industry is the backbone of this country, how, and how more importantly, how people matter. Yeah. It's about, you know, people and, it's got a tremendous upside as far as connection with the general public. And I, I honestly believe, and I don't really put my name on anything I don't believe in, never have been one to do that. Um, but this just, it struck me at the heart, man. I mean, after everything that's gone on with COVID the last couple of years and my daughters and what they've had to go through, I went, you know what? This is something I need to put my name on. And uh, there's, uh, to be honest, uh, there hoping and looking at the possibility of Kevin Costner playing the lead role of Sam Morris. I think that if anybody has ever been a fan of the TV show Yellowstone and you know who John Dutton is, then you can right, see right. Kevin Costner driving a truck. I'm a huge fan of Yellowstone. And so I can look at that visual and go, yep, I, I could see that. That's, that's, that's doable. I could see Costner behind the wheel of a truck. So I'm really anxious and excited to be working with the group, with the team and, this is a, this is kind of based on a on a near on a, basically a prose narrative that story uh, that yes. that Greg wrote. Are we at the? Is he? Is he? I know back in the back uh, ten or more years ago, he was he was trying to find someone to put together a script for it. Has he done that? How far along is it at this point? He's it's it's a work in progress right okay. now. And the the truth of the matter is is it's really and, and if you. You yourself know, unless you're associated with the industry directly, it's really hard to get anybody to pay attention to you. He's hoping that, you know, my credibility in the industry, because I do have a lot of it, I spent 20 years building it. Um, we're hoping that my credibility and presence in the industry can really help with that and, you know, make a very good representation of what this, this film has to offer for the industry and for the general public it's, right now ever it's a work in progress but i feel really positive about it and i'm i'm humbled man i mean who, who i'm a guy that i just drive a truck you know what i mean i'm nobody right. special i just drive a truck but i've been blessed with so many opportunities and some and to work with some great people but uh just i've had a, a lot of opportunities and this is one that uh i feel really strongly about and like i said it is a work in progress but i believe that we can make a a real solid effort at making this a reality yeah. and that there's people out there that are going to want to definitely see this movie. I mean, think about it for just a second. Back in 1977, Smokey and the Bandit had a budget of $5.3 million and two days before production, it was knocked down to $4.3 million and it made $126 million domestically. <laughs> yeah. There's a huge, there's a huge, you know, ability. There's a huge open space here for this to be done, and more than more than anything else, I'm, I really believe that this movie can help change the public opinion, the public view 
of who truck drivers are because god man you know as well as i do sometimes they have the worst possible image of us and it's just not true in every case they see it's like the, it's like seeing one biker and thinking all bikers are bad right you know that's not fair that's a stereotype it's not cool Though if results of recent surveying by the Trucking Moves America Forward group is any indication, the sense of goodwill for trucking generally out there in the public has improved markedly over the course of the last few years. You may have seen that story at OverdriveOnline.com in recent weeks, in fact. 87% of respondents to the group's recent survey said they had a favorable impression of trucking, up from 67% in 2019. With the economy where it is, with myriad pressures on both owner-operators and drivers, and the families back home, though. It does seem like the time is, <laughs> the time could be good for a uh, a real well-done feel-good story. You know, just something to something to provide some uplift. You know, with with driving with the industry the way it is right now, and you know, there for about ten minutes during COVID. Yeah. Truck drivers, doctors, nurses, you know, yeah. those people really got the nod they deserve. Yeah. You know, I, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. In 2017, matter of fact, you might have actually heard about this. In uh, October 9th of 2017, there was a young security guard shot at a Rite Aid drugstore off West Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, it was my son. Oh, my wow. Son. He, he lived. He lived. Um, but he's a massive, massive individual. He's just huge. And um, when he was in the hospital, he was in coma. And his mother is a nurse. And we were at the hospital visiting one day. And they sent this little bitty, itty bitty nurse, you know, to, to go in there and give him a sponge bath. Now, my son is six foot two and weighs 330 pounds. And this little 105 pound woman was going to try to turn him to give him a sponge bath. And his mom was standing there and she threw on a pair of gloves and she says, I'm a nurse too. I got you. We got this. And that woman showed more guts than I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anybody. You know how much courage it takes to look at your son there in a coma and say, Hey, I'm going to help this nurse, give him a sponge bath. That took amazing intestinal fortitude. And, but, and I tell her that I'm like, you know what, that's, that took more guts than I think I could ever have. The point I'm getting at is for about 10 minutes during COVID, we all got the nod, the backbone of this country, the truck drivers, nurses, doctors, emergency staff, people that work that everybody looks at and never sees unless they need them for something. Cause that's the catch right there. They never see us until they need us. Right. And then they're going, well, where's our bread? Or I need to get through the ER or whatever the case may be. For that 10 minutes during COVID, they got the nod they deserved. And then COVID started slowing down. And all of a sudden, now we're back to, eh, whatever. We need something that's going to make people feel good without beating them in the head with it. Like COVID was a slap in the face, man. COVID was a slap in the face. And we don't need the slap in the face anymore. We're still recovering from that one because it hurt pretty bad. So right now, no. we need something that's going to make this this country, these, this people that we are, this industry, um, feel good. Like, for example, I'm sure you're familiar with an organization called Truckers, Truckers Against Trafficking. I'm sure you're probably familiar with an organization called Missing Driver Alert, Missing Trucker Alert. That's the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network, long ongoing project that originated with a pair of truck owners and collaborators that you can read more about in the archives at overdriveonline.com. These are two organizations that are dear and near and dear to my heart. I was I was present at the beginning of them, 
and they mean something to me. And so this is something like, for example, the general public probably doesn't know that these organizations really exist to a massive extent or how much drivers are involved with them. And so this is an opportunity like, you know, Dispatch Me Home is, a, is an opportunity to put to put these organizations in a, in, a, in a place where the general public can see them and go, oh, wow, wait, truck drivers are doing more to be better. You know, they're trying to help in the sex trafficking thing, and they're trying to help families have peace of mind with finding their relatives if they're a driver and they're, they, they go out of contact off the grid for a while, you know. This is a way for those organizations to find, you know, a pr to help their presence get increased. And I really want that to be a part of this as well. You see this as a vehicle to highlight uh, all the good that's going on. Uh, I do. In the, I do. In the industry. Yeah. I Makes see this as, as a way to highlight, you know, all the good that goes on within this industry that so many people don't see. You know, I really do. And uh, and that's why I'm so excited about it. And that's why I got on board with it. I saw this as an opportunity to show people the general public and other drivers, trucking companies, everybody, the whole world. Right. Why not? That there's more to us than meets the eye. Yep. And that, uh, you know, don't just honk at us and, you know, give us a one finger <laughs> salute, you know, just yeah. take a moment. Look, 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 look at the, the sticker that might be in a window, you know, whatever. Right. Just there's so much more to this industry than people give us credit for. That's Toby Bogart. B-O-G-A-R-D. He's easy to find via the social platforms. Thanks for listening. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker, songwriter, and Overdrive contributor long-haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis the Snake Man himself, Wemmick, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, Keys by Tishomingo Jim Whitehead and on drums, Mr. Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor, Matt Cole, social media coordinator, Holly Young, executive editor, Alex Lockie, and intrepid video editors, Lawson Rudisil and Mr. Andrew Glenn. Big thanks again to Overdrive Radio sponsor, House. Find them at House, that's H-O-W-E-S, houseproducts.com. Until next time.